now tuned in to Above the Rim. Welcome to Above the Rim, episode 22. Brought to you by your host, Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze. My special guest this week is a friend of the show, my man Damo, as usual. What's up, what's up, people? What's going on, man? Appreciate you coming through, my brother. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me, man. No problem, anytime. this is what we do. This is what we do. (laughs) How many 10 days is this now? Man. This, I'm looking for that 200 mil, man. <laughs> that I need that max, man. It's that. off season right now. Boy, you don't get that. <laughs> you need that 201. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm looking about. for that max deal, man. I got kids to feed. Hey, the, the deal might be on the table, bro. <laughs> exactly. So you can find Above the Rim on iTunes, Stitcher, and Dash Radio every Tuesday. AlmightyBowler.com slash Above the Rim. And make sure you give Above the Rim that five-star review on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter. At just blaze J U S B L A Z E underscore five one three. About to get it started. So it's NBA free agency now. Man, it's a frenzy right it's now. It's a frenzy right now. Big time moves has gone on. And but first, before we start, I want to give a fake moment of silence <laughs> for the end of Lob City. Mm. Everyone knows. Damn. Damn. Everyone knows. Uh, the Clippers, those were my boys. My favorite player in the league. Cliff City, Chip City. Cliff City, Chip City. My man CP3, a.k.a. the point guard, took his talents elsewhere. Told you, man. I, to- I, to- I told you it was coming. It was only a matter of time. Uh, I'm not going to lie. When I heard the news that he wanted to sign with the Houston Rockets, I was at work. I was very upset. (laughs) I was very upset. I was getting texts up to Wazoo from people that don't even speak to anymore. Some fellas from my job that I had 10 years ago that knew CB3 was my man. They They would text me like, man, how you feeling? Yo, I, I had to, I had to show you some comfort, man. My like, man Tomo was texting me. You sent me, you screamed on me on a message. Yeah, you said I, I told like, you. I told you. Hell, man. Uh, all over Twitter, I said I was going to cancel this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm too hurt to do it. The people, they said, man, just, you got to do another episode. So I said, all right, you know, moment of silence for my for Clip City, Chip City, it's man. All right, so man. It's get, get out the bag, man. Get out the bag. I was it's hurt. A, it's man. a new era, man. It's, it's a, a new, new era. era. But. I had days, I had a couple days now to digest the trade, you know, the sign-in trade. So he was traded to the Houston Rockets for a total of seven players, I believe. Seven or eight players. It was CP3 for Patrick Beverly, Sam Decker, Lou Will, a first-round pick, and a bunch of bums. A bunch of bums. After that. May called be CP3. So as you know, this is a very... Big trade in the West. This is a hell of a shakeup in the I West. Wish, I wish Houston would have kept Beverly, though. I like Beverly. I mean, that would have been nice to keep Beverly, but they had to give up something. I mean, they gave up Lou Will. I mean, that honestly, was good enough. they gave up Lou Will, but honestly, CP3 threw the Clippers a bone by allowing this to sign in Trayman because yeah. he technically technically could have just signed there on his own, but he said, you know what? He's smart. He wanted, he opted in 
and said I'm gonna finish out this one year and then get my Supermax next year. That, that was a boss move. That was a boss move by CP3. As we know, he's the president of the Players Association. I so think, he, I think people are learning from LeBron. I give, I give LeBron credit for that. He's yeah. teaching people how to make deals. But CP3 out here. came up with the rule though. Remember, LeBron is his vice president actually in the Players Association. Chris Paul's the president. LeBron is his vice president. So they're hand in hand with that. LeBron is just a bigger name. They're, he, they're business savvy. I'm very impressed with savvy. their business savvy. Off the charts. Shout out to those brothers. Business Definitely savvy. Definitely shout out. No, yeah. no hate in that area. Not at all. Not at all. So, got traded to the Rockets, as we know. And I think, honestly, for me, the more I broke down the trade, this was great for CP3, actually. It's, it's very great. Actually, and I said for the Reds, it was a rare win-win-win. Might be win, able to get to the win, conference win. finals now. Yeah, this might be a rare win-win-win right here. Winning for CP3, winning for the Rockets, winning for the Clippers as well. The Clippers, in a way, they lost because they lost the best player in the trade, but they won in the way that he didn't leave he them. He didn't leave them without nothing. Without he nothing. He gave them a chance. Exactly. So, the Clips got a return. The Rockets got their star. CP3 remains eligible for his $201 million extension next year. And Houston also keeps his mid-level exception, $8 million, and their biannual exception. So they can also use that in free agency as well. So it was a very smart move for the Rockets, giving up those players, and you get a star. And obviously, whoever gets the best player in the deal is the winner in my book. Always. I always feel like that. Whoever gets the best player in the deal wins it. This is like... The Kings when they let go of Demarcus Cousins, right, they right. got they got a they got stuff back for him, but they got the best but player in the to, deal. They had to let him go. Exactly. Jimmy Butler just got traded to the Wolves. The Bulls lost that trade. Why? Because they lost the best player in the deal. So whoever loses the best player in the deal, to me, automatically loses. So we're gonna break down this trade here. There's a lot of implications in the Western Conference because oh, of this man, trade. Oh man, it's looking. This is a big looking, domino. It's looking beefy out there. It's, <laughs> it's looking <laughs> it's, very beefy it's out there. Beefy. Yo, it definitely is, man. So, did CP3 make the right move, and can CP3 and Harden work? I think. I think he made. I think he definitely made the right move. Okay. Because you know he could go there if it don't work. He can leave. He only got one year. He only got one year. Yeah, he can He can be an unrestricted free agent next year with LeBron, Melo, and exactly. D-Wade. Exactly. So, like I said, that was a boss move. You know, you go there, try it out. You're still in the Western Conference. You've seen what Harden's about. You yeah. know what he's trying to accomplish. Exactly. Go Harden's a top five player in the league oh, right definitely. now. Most Why definitely. Why wouldn't you want to play with a top five player in the league? Exactly. CP3 doesn't want to work as hard. Harden plays almost all his games. Yes. During the season. He's very he's not, durable, he's not, actually. He's not missing in action like yep. Blake Griffin. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I think I think that was a good move for Chris Paul. I'm I'm ha- I'm, I'm happy for him. You happy for I'm, him. I'm happy for him. Okay. I'm I'm initially upset because the Clippers were my team and I was upset that he was leaving, but CP3 is still my favorite player and I'm very act actually very happy for him for making this move. This is a bold move actually yeah. to go and say that he wants to go play with James Harden, trying out a new system, trying it out in, in Houston where it's a little bit unknown territory for him right now. He hasn't played with a player like James Harden of his caliber in his career. Never. His best player basically was Blake Griffin before then. And before this, it was basically what? David West. David Tyson West. Tyson Chandler. So Tyson this is a, a step up. James Harden is the top five talent in the league. And they still got Nene. They still got Nene. Bench. 
They they signed PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Great they, they, pick up they, for them. Oh, then no, he went to the Timberwolves. I was gonna say yeah. Todd Gibson. He went to the yeah. Timberwolves. He left. They got uh, Trevor Reza still. Ryan Anderson, Eric Gordon, James Harden. I think this helps Ryan Anderson's game. It does. It does. So how I look at it this way, there's a lot of advantages for Houston. How I look oh, at it. Oh, it's a lot. Of you tell me if you agree right here. First of all, I'm gonna start off with saying that talent has a way of fixing itself. You know what I mean? So. A lot of people love to say that James Harden and CP3 can't work because they're both two ball-dominating guards. I was I was a victim of that, too. You know, I was saying the same course, thing at that's first. That's your initial reaction. But think about it. If two guys want to play with each other, they're willing to sacrifice. And, and I could see I could see Harden, you know, it won't be too much of a sacrifice for him because he's been in that role before. Exactly. He so already I knows see what it's like. Work. He's just going back like, into his normal role, exactly. I feel like. He, initially, he is a dominant scorer. That's his right, role. That's right, the right. best thing that he does. And you know, and you know another thing, too? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if, if they actually do great. It's because the both of them are, are very crafty and great at drawing fouls. Of course. James Harden is the best in the so league at drawing the fouls. Stretch. Exactly. That's a clutch duo right exactly, there. Exactly, a very clutch duo. So think about this. Look at them. Remember when LeBron James and D-Wade first, first came together? Right. People said that their games don't mesh either. They said right. they both are ball-dominating guards. They're both superstars. They both are the number one option on their teams, as James Harden and CP3 is. But as we somebody, know, if you're willing to... Somebody got to show that growth exactly. and take that step back. And like CP3, Dwayne I feel like, has already said, listen, bro, it's your team. I'm coming to your squad. I'm just trying to... It's all about winning for CP3 right now. It's all about winning. It's not about stats. And think about it. The Rockets now have two elite ball handling, ball handlers, two elite playmakers at the one and the two position. I'm loving this. I'm loving how the NBA is, elite, is setting up. Elite right playmakers. You have two elite playmakers on the floor at all times. We know Dan Tony's going to stagger their lineups. Oh, yeah. So there's going to be many times where Harden controls the offense and many times where CP3 controls the offense. And I don't think any of them would have issues not being able to set up, set up the offense all the time. Everybody wants a break. Nobody wants to be having the having the um, the burden put on them to control the offense for right. a full forty eight minutes. And then you know if if Harden starts his disappearing acts in the we, fourth, we in saw the him quarter, burning out last you know, year in the playoffs. Out, you got Chris Paul who could take over and not only get his own shot but get other people involved. Exactly, as well. exactly, and the two of the best pick and roll players in the league. Think about it. When he comes on the court, and that Dan Tony's pace and space offense, that Steve Nash role, is basically going to be two Steve Nashes in that offense. That's going to be very legal. Think about man. this: when James Harden comes on the court, whoever brings it up, CP3 or James Harden, is going to be an initial high pick and roll, right? Let's say, for instance, the first pick and roll doesn't work. They're going to swing it around to James Harden in the corner, who's going to come right back around and throw another pick and roll to Capella. Mm-hmm. Who's a, who is a great rolling center? Capella, man. <laughs> Shout out to Dennis once again. <laughs> I know, that's he Dennis's put, yeah, boy, right? He put me on the Clint Capella, man. I was like, who is this bum? But he's, yo, he's a great pick and roll. He is a great pick and roll. He does his, he's yeah. a star in his role, as yeah, we exactly. like to call it. He's a star in his role. He He's a great rim roller. He catches lobs. He defends does well. Does the dirty protects work. Protects the rim. Does the dirty work. He's a, he's a nice... Gotta have players like that. Exactly. He's a nice... Low mileage, uh, uh, not expensive player that you can plug in at that center position, right. and he does what he need him to do. So that's great. Also, the advantage of having CP3 now, what he does to the Rockets' offense, he improves their mid-range game. Mm. And I wrote up a stat here that I had: Houston last year, as a team, averaged 3.8 mid-range shots from shots from 15 to 19 feet last year. CP3 averaged 3.8 shots by himself. 
last year from the mid-range game. So you know Houston was either a three-point shooting team or basically a Duncan lob team as well with Clint Capella. It was either one or the other. They had no mid-range game or they would draw fouls as James Harden does. CP3 gives them the Rockets an element that they didn't have last year. This is this could be very dangerous. Very man. dangerous. CP3, you know, is a master of the mid-range. Man, he... Master the game of the, is very superb. Very superb. And Houston already has the three-point game unlocked. They led and the league in three-pointers last year. If you year. double on Chris Paul in the mid-range, he's kicking it out to them shooters. Exactly. You know, they love to shoot. Exactly. And can it hurt when you're when you're getting the best floor orchestrator in the league? He's basically the best floor orchestrator, floor general. The quintessential point, point guard, as Stephen A. loves to I call I think they're going to have one of the most exciting... Uh, play styles next season. Exactly. You know, Chris is, CP3 is going to get you the ball wherever you want. He doesn't want to shoot. He doesn't want the burden on him to score. He wants James Harden to become what he always is, exactly. He might even average more points this year. He oh, averaged yeah. 29 oh, yeah. by oh, himself. Yeah. I think he'll average 30. He easily. might average over 30. Easily. Easily. 35. He's going to average a lot of points. Exactly. And people love to say about the time of possession. Harden last year led the league in uh, time of possession. He was first. CP3 was seventh. But they forget that's because they had to. Who else was facilitating on the Clippers? If was, was, oh, you talking about the Clippers? Both of them. Patrick Beverly wasn't facilitating. Yeah. Neither was Blake Griffin. Could do it on from time to time. But he's missing in action. But he's, he's missing injured. in action. He's not there. Exactly. So you can't depend on Austin Rivers. Exactly. Come on now. You can't depend on DeAndre to, to complete your offense. So they had to. So that's my issue. So I think it is an excellent pairing for them. I think they, they're going to split ball handling duties. And I think it's going to be an excellent pairing for where, these where, two. Do, do you think they are direct? Uh, do you think they are, they're in line to uh, compete with, with Golden State? Oh, yeah. But we're going to get to that. We're going to go to our Western Conference rankings. Because I got mm. them as the second best team in the West now. The second best team? Second best team in the West for me. We're going to discuss that, but I got them as my second best team in the West. We're going to go down the rankings. It's debatable. It's very debatable because, remember, there's still moves to be made. Though we, Houston's exactly. not done yet. They still have moves to make. And Dominoes we're gonna are still dropping. Exactly. We still got to talk about OKC. They're another powerhouse that made a um, made a great move. That's something we're going to get to this episode as well. So the West is in a bit of a shakeup, man. So going back to CP3, we're going to dissect him leaving right now. It's a little, you know... Who do you think is to blame to blame for CP3? I already got my man to blame. Man, I'm going to tell you like this, man. It's definitely Blake okay. and Doc Rivers. Blake and Doc Rivers. Yeah. Blake and Doc Rivers to you. I'm blaming those two guys, man. I think it's Doc all the way. Doc Rivers all the way is to blame. Blake, sometimes you can't... You can't uh, you know, you can't predict those injuries. Sometimes they're all freak uh, accidents, even, but he's but, still. But even when he's there, I could, I, I could see Chris Paul. He he's gets a little frustrated upset with him. him. He's frustrated with him because yes. he does things. Even I, you know, when we, you know, yeah. I'm watching the games, of I always, course. I always hit you up. I'm like, yo, come on, just why is Blake doing this? Go to the paint. Why are you out there by the three shooting threes? Exactly. Why, you got Chris Paul on your team for using for a reason. Use him. Exactly. Do the pick and roll. Go to the basket. Draw foul. Easy. Hey, draw foul easily. Stop. He sometimes he, 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 he has those erratic back downs. Exactly. Those those weak post moves. Sometimes he got those Spending weak out ass of post bounds, moves. Then he's crying for fouls. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, Blake 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 has to be more more aggressive on the offensive end to me. You know that that's my problem. So going back to who I blame for losing CP3, it's Doc Rivers Doc all the way. I think right here CP3 leaving is an indictment on the Clippers organization. It's an indictment on the Clippers organization and Doc Rivers. Cause this will be the second time. Technically, DeAndre left as well two years ago. 
So this will be the second time a star is leaving Doc Rivers. It's a shakeup coming in LA. Exactly. We know Jerry West came in, he came in to shake things up. It's an earthquake. It's an earthquake. You know, so some of the factors that went into CP3 leaving was the rumble there were rumblings and rumors about he was upset that they didn't get mellow at the deadline, which I was upset. You know, I was. I, I think they should have pulled that trigger, they man. They definitely should have pulled that trigger. They could have definitely trigger. got mellow. Exactly. They should have. They rumor has it that he turned down a deal of Austin Rivers, Jamal Crawford, and Paul Pierce for mellow. And Doc, if you turn that shit down, you are a bum. To save your son, I really hope you didn't. I really hope you didn't. He's that saying would be he's saying he's shooting those speculations down. I know, but you can't really believe that. I don't know. Man. I, I don't know. I don't know what to believe right now. But it upset me. The next thing that was a factor in CP3 leaving was Jerry West. We've been hearing didn't want to give Chris Paul that fifth year on his contract because mm. he'll be 38 when his contract was up, and then that would he would have been eligible for the super max getting that 200 million dollar contract. But they didn't want to be paying. A 38, 37, 38 year old guard, 35 million in his last year, which you could come make I mean, a case when, for. When you got the one of the richest uh, owners in exactly. basketball, that should and you're paying him for longevity. Think about it. Chris Paul did bring this franchise back to prominence. Like, think about what you could have had in a couple more years had you had been patient. That exactly. could have lured LeBron to come there. Exactly. You know, That's the, what's more important. You could have lured him. It would have been a destination. Could have had him. the boat over there. Who could have? Him, Melo, Wade. They'll be old, that but been, that's still a forceable team. But add a team. couple of young pieces around them, that might that's work. That's still a force. That's still a force. LeBron is, LeBron is still playing well. And also, Doc's rotation, I feel like, was another reason. Oh, definitely. Doc had a horrible rotation. Definitely. He would I, play I those all-bench units. He, he wouldn't stagger Blake Griffin and CP3. So, he, he honestly, he ran CP3 yeah. into the ground. Fourth quarters in the playoffs, he was tied. We looked in that Jazz series last year. CP3 had to do everything. His, 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 some of his lineups was very questionable. I Extremely. Was, and you, know, you know me, down the stretch, I'm always looking at what coaches always are Always looking at the there. rotations. And he threw some very questionable suspect lineups out there. I'm like, oh, what man. is this? Ridiculous. Ridiculous lineups. Ridiculous lineups. And also, Blake was also another factor, as we talked about as well. And also, I, I'm just finding out now, Blake might not be able to play until the end of December, around Christmas time. He might not be back from the toe injury. Wow. So, CP, do you think CP3 doesn't know this? He definitely knows this. That's So, think about that. If they have to have another slow start to the year, that's all about playoff seeding. And in the West, playoff seeding yeah, very, is very important. Very important. That can make or break your playoff run. It's who you're matched up with. What bracket you're in. So losing those couple games are crucial. Not like the East, where it's just one team and then exactly. the rest of it is a free fall. The West, you really want to play to the, you know, get home court advantage exactly. in, the, in the Western Conference. Exactly, exactly. It's very so, important. So with James Harden and CP3, are they now the best backcourt in the NBA? James Harden and CP3, the best backcourt. Over Steph and Clay, over CJ and Dame, over Wall and Beal. Chubbs and DeRozan. Um, I'm gonna I'm go with I'm gonna go with yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say yeah. They're the best backcourt. I agree with you. Steph Steph Curry and uh, Clay Thompson. It's 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 KD time now. Mm. So I think we're not gonna see that much of Clay like that. Mm. Okay. You know, it's gonna take away from Clay. Clay gonna a have to bit. take another step yeah, back this year. He's gonna have to take a step back. I he's think KD is more comfortable this year, so oh, he's yeah. gonna be a lot oh, more aggressive man. this year. KD is gonna be. He's gonna be ultra aggressive. So he was, that was a feel out year for him. He's gonna be so and dangerous st- now. And he's Steph's got the chip off his Steph. shoulder. Exactly. Oh, man. Steph is still gonna be Steph, so Clay probably is gonna have to take a back seat. Yeah. 
So best backcourt in the league to me is without a doubt CP3 yeah, and Harden. I think you got too. two generational talents in your backcourt. This might be one of the most talented backcourts we've ever seen. Both of these two can carry their own franchise on their own. Elite playmakers. So Chris I think Paul that's gotta def- stop flopping though. I mean yeah, but, but it might, it's a new culture. <laughs> oh, but you in know, Houston. but you know what? Now that I think about it, the both of them flop. CP3, huh? The both of them flop. Yeah, they both flop. They a both lot. Flop. It's gonna be hard but to ref. Remember, those, the Clippers had a, a stigma about them with the refs. So hopefully, with the Rockets, CP3 might get more of a benefit of the doubt. He might get the calls think, a little more, think, so he wouldn't have to I think to they're going to be uh, being watched a little bit more because we all know that Harden is a is a frequent uh, foul. Oh, yeah. He gets people in oh, foul definitely. trouble a lot. Definitely, 100%. 100%. And, you know, it's kind of it's 50-50 with him. You never know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, of course. Do you want to call that foul or no? You exactly. Know? So it's gonna of be course. it's gonna be tricky. I agree. So it's gonna be very interesting. But I got Blake. I mean Blake. Uh, CP3 and Harden is the best back corner league. So also for the Clippers now, it's more of a difference now. Blake resigned. He got that five year, hundred seventy three million dollar deal. You know, it's <sighs> the Clippers. Uh, I mean, they're in a, t- a tailspin right now. But what I, I would call them revamping instead of rebuilding. Right? But they have see, some issues right see, now. I don't even see the sense in, in signing Blake Griffin. I didn't see the they sense They had to in save that. face. My Clippers had to save face because... I don't think he's going to lure anybody. and CP3... I don't think Blake is going to lure anybody. Well, right now they're talking about... Uh, they've been speaking with Danilo Gallinari. Gallinari. As a nice... <laughs> Gallinari. Gallinari. Come on. Gallinari. <laughs> are, we, are we talking about Gallinari? Gallo right now? Are we really talking about Gallo? That's who you luring in the future? Come on, come on, Clip City, Chip City. Gallo might be decent, man. He's decent, but I mean, what's he going to do? Well, listen, so, I mean, the Clippers right now, they they basically have to reinvent themselves. They need to get a guard. Of course, they need to get a a strong guard because basically they have to change around the offensive scheme to cater to Blake now. now. So now he's going to get a chance to show and prove to see if he could be that number one option and that number one star. And he has to step up and become a leader. That's what they need him to do because CBD was the leader of that team. I just don't see it. Anymore. The jury is out on Blake. This is time for Blake Griffin to earn that contract because he's very injury is, prone to giving that this much is money. It's definitely to. time for him to put up a shut up. It's put up a shut up time for Blake, without a doubt. It's so, going to be an important year for him. I think that I, if he if he does bad, a, I think they're going to trade him. Uh, this is the most important season of Blake Griffin's career. Definitely. This one coming up, he has to stay healthy. He has to play at least seventy five games. 75 out of 82. I was be, shocked that they gave him a five-year deal. They had to because Blake said he was going to walk if they didn't. That was in order to keep him from the Suns. Mm. He threatened with the Suns. I think I would have just... I, me, honestly, I would have let him go. Man. I would have no, I would have resigned him because without him, you, don't you can't rely nothing. on I, I understand. You won't get nothing back. Yeah, you definitely can't rely oh my on God. DeAndre Jordan. Come on. <laughs> now, I think DeAndre's now, on the now, block. Now you're going to see why I say he's a bum. <laughs> well, we know. Without CP3, DeAndre is nothing, though. He's nothing I've always now. admitted that. Nothing. I've always on the offensive. Defensively, he could still be a force. Defensively, he could be a force. He could still be a force, but on the offensive end. It's over but Blake him. actually He's neutralized. Yeah, he definitely will. <laughs> but Blake, honestly, can give him a few lobs here and there. Oh, so he'll yeah, get a good yeah. six or eight points. Hopefully he can Off do more. Blake alone. He'll exactly. Get Blake is a very good passer. Yeah. He can get you five assists per night. I give him that. I give okay, him that. Okay, so we're going to see. The jury's out on Blake. So the other big domino to fall this all oh, yeah. season. As you know, my man QS Damo man. is a big OKC fan. Talk about it. Talk about it. So there was a big trade. Of, uh, a relatively lopsided trade, you know, if you will. PG-13, one of my favorite players in the league, honestly, as well. 
got traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder to team up with Russ. A very interesting pairing. I was shocked. Oh, Q, what was was your first initial reaction when you heard the trade? I saw that. I was like, wow. And automatically in my head, it was just a hand clap uh, and a a standing ovation for Sam Presti. Oh, Sam Presti. He doesn't, I mean, man, that that dude, man. If you want to play for a team and you want to go places, you go to Oklahoma City, man. He makes moves. He He, makes smart moves. One of the things I've always noticed. Yeah, definitely. What? Like you said, takes chances. And one thing I noticed that aggressive teams always get rewarded. Look at the Cavs. They're an aggressive team when it's on the mark. When they want a player, they go after their player. Even if they don't exactly. get them all the time, they go after them. They going, they going the to Golden, get something. The Golden State Warriors, a very aggressive team. If they're going after somebody, KD, they're going after them and they get them. They're very good at pitching. They're very good at pitching. The Houston Rockets, if they if they want a player, somebody that's on their radar, they go out their way to go get them. And the Oklahoma City Thunder, one of the one of the the best teams at going after Man. what they want. Aggressive teams in the NBA always get rewarded. Aggressive GMs. So PG-13 got traded for what? For for, for a bag of chips. <laughs> uh, traded Man, for some I, Nabisco I saw, I snacks. Was, I was amazed. I was like, yo, how did Sam Presti pull that off? Oh my Man. God. How did you pull that off for, for Oladipo he finessed, and some He finessed the pieces. <laughs> I think, you know what I honestly think it was? I think they were being very petty and they didn't want to trade Paul George to the Cavs they didn't to help even out. No picks. No picks. They didn't want to trade him to the Cavs or to the or to the Celtics. That's a good point. Because they're both in the Eastern Conference and they didn't want him right. to get his wish. That was actually mm. his wish was to go to the Cavs. For they him, that's a Nemo. Exactly. In a tough Western Conference. Exactly. That's a so good point. I didn't even tough, see it like And then do, and then do what you want. Right? Because listen, honestly, Paul George kind of fucked him in a way. Yeah. Because now he. he I don't know why he would have told him that he he's drained leaving. the market. Now yeah, Now they was, couldn't trade him anywhere yeah. because everyone knew he's a rental. So nobody was willing to give up anything. I think any he assets. messed himself up doing that. Exactly. He Should messed himself up that. and he messed his team up for that, for speaking too much. That was kind of. So it was kind of like, you know what? Disloyal. I mean, exactly. You know? Exactly. Rather than you just sticking it out for the last year, then leave on your own. You think that was an unprofessional move? It was very unprofessional. I agree. Very unprofessional. I was disappointed in Paul George because I'm a big fan of his, and I think it was a very unprofessional move of his. He could have just kept it on the wrap yeah, or told him privately, like, listen, if you guys want to field trade offers for me, you know, it's cool. You know, I'm not going to go out in the media and tell everyone I only want to play for the Lakers, so anyone who trades for me, I'm only staying there one year because now you put your team at a disadvantage. So, I mean, honestly, there's no loyalty in sports yeah. anymore. You got to do what but you got to do. still, it's just, a, it's just about being a professional, I guess. Right, right, right. I just hold that accountable. So, PG-13 and Russell Westbrook, do you think they can work? I'm going to tell you my thoughts about this trade, man. Oh, I have man, some just... different views about this trade, man. I'm still, right now, I'm still going back and forth on that right now because... Okay, tell me why. I don't been there... The eight years with him and KD. KD and Russ. You know? And then it, 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 we got to the finals. Yep. Not taking that away from them. Of course. But Dominated. I think, I, I still to this day, I feel like Russ ran KD out. Because, oh, of, the, believe, because of his play style. I'm 100%, 100% agree <laughs> with you. Because of his play style. So I, now, I believe, now, now you go got poor George coming over. The only reason why I feel like they could work is because they got that LA connection. Mm. You know? They, but what does that really mean on the court, though? It doesn't mean nothing really. But I'm just, you know, that's on I a just personal feel like, level. I, yeah, I just feel like it's more personal level. I feel like 
he would respect Paul George more. You know, they mm-hmm. could talk, they think they differences out. Yeah. I don't feel like it would, it would, you know, KD and Russ, they say they was brothers, but I don't think they was really, you know They what said saying? that they hung, they didn't really hang out like that. They had two different entourages. I and, and I don't think KD really felt like he could voice his opinions or his differences with Russ. Mm-hmm. You know, the way I think now Paul George will be able to because, you know, they both from L.A., you know, like mm-hmm. they, they don't. They came up together. Exactly. You know, they have so. more of a personal, yeah. more of a rapport between so. themselves. I mean, I always said Ruff was, Russ was the alpha and KD was I, the beta. I agree. I even always, though KD I was a more talented player. Always agree with that. That's why those dynamics never really work. If you have an alpha personality and he was basically supposed to be the little brother, Russ, but he was more dominating. Let me tell you, let me tell you this, though. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, I like, the reason why I like this move uh-huh. is because this is another... Uh, this is more ammo for Russ to shut up the the, the haters now. Oh yeah, this is another challenge for him. Because even though they got Paul George, Russ is still the best player. He's he's the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. So now you're gonna have to show people that you, the critics that you, you a tough critic. Oh very. <laughs> so, I always, I'm tough on West, Westbrook. You always man. been tough on Westbrook because he's a great player. So, and I feel like he could do he could do more. He could be a better leader. He could be a better I leader. I feel like this high, is this is the IQ. year where he becomes. He shows people he could become a better leader. Okay. But in the crunch time, don't be going up there chucking up shots, unnecessary shots. Give it to Paul George. Paul George, he could close games. Mm-hmm. Even though you know his record in the closing moments ain't all that good, yeah. but I'll take I'll take my chances with Paul George shooting okay. shot. Okay. See, I'm gonna go here. I think yes, it can work, and no, it can't work. I'm, I think I'm both. there too. I'm there too. I'm very indifferential, but I honestly don't think it will work as much as people are thinking it will. Because I think, even though Paul George, as you say, is a lesser talent than Russell Westbrook, as we both agree, Russell's a better player. Mm-hmm. Paul George, wants on the other hand, player. has an alpha personality. Paul George wants to be the number one option on this team. So that's where I think those two, hold on, that's why I think those two will butt heads in a way. I don't feel like PG wants to take a step back. Even though he can, I feel like he can, but I don't think he wants to. So think about this. What's the reason why the PG Paul George wants to go to the Lakers so damn bad? He wants to go to a franchise. He knows he's going to be the number one option. He wants to be the person who single-handedly brings a franchise back to prominence. And what better franchise to do it than the Lakers, of course. He's an L.A. guy. Why not bring the Lakers back to prominence with a young core, Lonzo Ball, Randall, Ingram, all those dudes, and him being the number one option, and he's going to get a majority of the credit. Right. So when you think about, remember last year, this playoff series, he got upset with CJ Miles because he took the last oh, shot. Man. Remember, he got upset and then he said, I, I got to get that shot. He went and basically called him out in the press conference. You think in the fourth quarter, in the playoffs, even in the regular season, that Russ is going to give up that ball to Paul George? He didn't want to give it up to KD. But that's my that's why I say he, this is where he has to show he could be a leader. Where he's willing to give that ball up. Do you think he's willing to? I think. Right. Look at the mentality Russ has got yeah, now. Man, this I last just, year, he was know. out of control. I, I mean, he know. was a great talent this year, but he was a little yeah. out of control, though. Do, I mean, can we well, agree he had, on that? He, he had but to. He had, that's why I said he had to. He's Nobody a great else talent. Was on that team was but closing. now, but listen, can you get out of that mode that you played with for a whole year, the best season of his career? He just enjoyed the most success he's had, first individual success yeah. of his career. Now you're asking me to go back to basically sharing it with a 1B? 
Get what I'm saying? Yeah. For one year, for a dude who's gonna be here one year who might not even stay. So I gotta regress my game in the fourth quarter when me the stardom that I've been having. We would hope that Russ will do it. But Russ, we've thought and before, we've thought Russ would cater his game to KD before the couple times that they lost. We thought Russ would have a better IQ in a fourth like quarter. Like I said, man, I think it was a respect thing between those two. Like You don't I think just, he respected I just, KD? I just don't feel like he respected KD enough. So when he when KD would ask for the ball, you I, I always got mad yeah. when I seen him. I'm like, yo. He wouldn't be aggressive enough yo, to get the ball. Yo, he's open to get the ball. Why don't you give it to him? And you see Westbrook just turn the other corner and exactly. not give him the ball. You know, I didn't like that about that. But this is the year I feel like he has to show that he's willing to give it up to a 1B. Okay. And can we just give... Sam Presti another standing ovation because oh, listen, if there's a if chance it, to get a star you get it because listen if it doesn't even if it doesn't work they can trade him they can trade him at the deadline and get, and get more pe- oh man Sam Presti Yo, is a I was mastermind talking, I was talking to my man Job today right and I thought out this idea I said listen you can flip I, I might flip Paul George this summer I might, I might not even let them play together wow. either this time or during the deadline move. It would be very gutsy, but I would flip him for Andrew Wiggins right now because oh, the Timberwolves are in win now mode. So they would take the one year rental of Paul George, and now you're getting a building block that you can build with Russ for the future. Who would be okay with being the second fiddle? I feel like Andrew Wiggins would be totally fine. Okay, Just, I see the management skills exactly. coming out. You feel me that, on that? that? I feel you. And think about it, he can be the Scottie Pippen to your Jordan. Man. That would be nasty. And Wiggins would not have the the onus or the burden of him or of carrying a franchise. Because Russ is totally fine with carrying a franchise on his own. Mm-hmm. He just needs someone with more talent to be his second best player. And I think Andrew Wiggins yeah. will be oh, a yeah, great player. Andrew Wiggins is coming. And listen, Tibbs right now on the T-Wolves, he's in win-now mode. So he would take Paul George right oh, now. Definitely. Paul George with that's, Jimmy that's Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. That's, a that's interesting. interesting. That's scary. By the deadline, I feel like they should do that. Because Paul George is out of there anyway. In my mind, Paul George is out of there. So it's definitely a one-year yeah, rental. Yeah, definitely. He's not staying in Oklahoma City. I wouldn't shout it down as yet, though. I think he's out of there. Sam Presti is a mastermind, man. So he can, I don't think he can convince Paul George, though. He's been crying about the Lakers for about three years now. He has. And, and if not the Lakers, he it would have to be a big market. It'll, the main reason he wants to go there. It all depends on the success that they have. Oklahoma City. How much success? Has. They're not going to win the chip this year. With if that they lineup. win up their second seed and take the Warriors, let's say, maybe six games. I think they can get second seed with the rest of that lineup. They have no shooting. They still have they the still, same lineup as last year. They still got McBuckets. Come on. I you're like not, McBuckets, man. Come on. Boy, if you don't get <laughs> you're not relying on, I relying like McBuckets, on McBuckets man. in the playoffs. Who's your power forward right now? Taj Gibson is gone. Sabonis is gone. You have no power forward. Yeah, we did give up Sabonis. Exactly. You have no power forward. That's my, The roster is not complete. There's no shooters. They got, they're got. going to re-sign Robeson. That's we a still tar- got the stash, shooter. Who? We oh, still got okay, the stats, okay. but that doesn't help your shooting. That's an inside team. Well, they're gonna get they're gonna get a power forward. They're Listen, gonna get somebody. If, the, if it if that same lineup didn't work before with KD in that lineup, who's a better player than Paul George? Why would it work with Paul George? But that basically the same roster they have. There's I not agree. a lot of differences. I Unless agree. you give me a few shooters right now, another ball but handler. But that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That, I think that those are the next moves that they will acquire shooters. They're probably going to get a stretch four. We hope. Out. They were supposed to do that last year, though, and they didn't. The, the Thunder is capped out right now. They don't have cap room, so they have to make trades. And I give Sam Presti credit. He's very good at making I'm, trades. 
I'm confident in Sam Presti. Okay. <laughs> I got I got full confidence in Sam Presti right now. So I got you. I feel like he's gonna he's he's so got do more you, moves to make. Yes or no? Do you think Paul George is staying there more than a year? Man, I'm t- think he would I, resign I, with the Thunder? Yes I, or no? Your I, gut feeling? My gut. All right, my gut feeling tells me he's gonna leave. Okay. It's a one year. It's a one year experiment. He could possibly be going by the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. If it but doesn't work I would, out. But I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed. And because if, like I said, if they I'd have success, I'd be very surprised if he stayed. If they have success, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he stayed. I think he's going either way. I think he's he's dead set on going to the Lakers. I tell you what, though, I think the first ten games will 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 determine whether or not he stays or not. Mm. Because I feel he, like they I still got to be able to try. I can't and wait to the first game, mesh. the first close game that they have. Oh man! And you then know, you Paul know George's back. mentality is to take that last shot. He wants the last shot. He doesn't shy away. And Russ is not looking for anyone. Unless he's triple teamed, which he won't be. He'll probably be double teamed. But even if he's double teamed, you still shoot it. That's what I'm saying. He got to be triple teamed. Hopefully, he's turning. He got a lot of game winners on like five players this year. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that Nuggets game, he shot it over three he dudes. He shot it over like three dudes. Come on, man. Come on, man. So my Western Conference rankings as of right now mm. is Golden State number one. Of course. I got Houston, too. I think CP3 and Harden is going to be an excellent backcourt, and they're going to make the rest of that team better. Mm. Number three, I still got San Antonio. I got to give Kawhi that kind of respect. Getting Tony Parker back. We're going to see what kind of moves they can do. I'm thinking D-Rose might go to the Spurs. That would be nice. I I want D-Rose on the Spurs. D-Rose, if you hear me, going to the Spurs would be a good look for you. Talking to the Bucks today. I know you're talking to the Bucks today. That would be a good look for him, too. That would be a great look. Great look for him. That would be nice for D-Rose. He wants to stay closer to the sun. Midwest. His son is in Chicago. So Milwaukee's right there. That would be a good look. Number four, I have OKC. Fourth best. Fifth, I have the Clippers at number five. If... That's a question mark with them. That's if they get Gallo. No, no, Gallinari. No, no, no. Oh, my God. Man. If they get Gallinari. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Come on. You're being real disrespectful right now. Gallo. Gallinari. You lose CP3. <laughs> and y'all was a... What was, wasn't y'all the fourth seed with CP3? Yeah. And y'all gonna get Gallo. Y'all lose CP... Listen Patrick to Patrick Beverly as well. Patrick Beverly is hungry. He can play some ball. Lou Willville coming off the bench. Gallinari, though. You see... Gallinari gets you 17, 18 tonight. Oh man. 17. Fourth that's a question. Over Mark. Utah? We're talking about the team teams right now. Gordon Hayward's right now he's not on there. He's an unrestricted free agent. I that's why Tori, I have the Jazz as a question mark. Mm. That all depends on Gordon Hayward. Next I have the T Wolves. I got the T Wolves better than the Clippers, definitely. That that could go either way. I I'm in agreement that going there. Either way. They're a good team, but they're gonna be a smooth first round exit. I'm gonna be honest with a you. First round exit. First round exit. I don't see them beating any of it those. It depends top on the teams. matchup. I don't see them beating any of those top four teams. They need some time to gel. Oh, they have no shooting definitely. on that team. No shooting at all. They need to sign some shooters. Um, then I have Denver. I think Denver will be a nice sleeper team this year with Millsap going there. Denver? Jokic, Millsap, hold up, Wilson hold up, Chandler. Hold up. So what seed is Denver going to be? I got them as the seventh seed. You know who you're forgetting right now, right? What? Portland. <laughs> Portland. Yeah, I got Portland as eighth. I got Paul in his eighth. I don't think they're going to be an eighth seed. Devin got a good team. Millsap is a nice pickup. I don't believe in Millsap like that. He's good. He'll get you 18 to 20 a night. He's good, but 
on that team, but Denver has a lot of talent on that team. They, they still do. got the manimal there, which they need to get rid of. They need to get they he should have been gone two seasons ago. Exactly. Paul is great when I was sleeping on the Grizzlies as well. Oh, the Grizzlies, man, they're always gonna be in the mix. I know they're always gonna be in the mix. Listen, the Pelicans, what about the, them? You the, think they're gonna make the Pel I'm not a big believer in I'm the not, Pelicans. I'm not after, you know, cause like I said, when I when that move first happened, mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. It just sort, it, it's sort of like what we're doing right now yep. with Paul George and, yep. and Westbrook. Yep. It's like, hmm. I didn't, that, I didn't that like was what a disaster. I saw last year. I didn't like, I wasn't feeling, it, it wasn't what I expected of them. No. So I don't know what they're doing that during offense, the offseason, but they need to come back next season and, and show me more because I, I wasn't feeling. They still have no shooters. They still, they still a Drew Holiday yeah. is not enough. They need not a better enough. point guard than that. And uh, they gave him a hefty contract. We're going to get to him in a little bit. And also the Jazz on my question mark team. If Gordon Hayward stays, they're right there in the mix. They're making the playoffs. Oh, definitely. If he leaves, I don't see the Jazz making the playoffs. I don't. There's not enough scoring on that team. I don't see them making it at all. So, the jury is out on them. So, we're going to go. There's some other big free agent signings that happened in the league thus far. QS. Like it or love it. <laughs> I'm going to throw out you know, some signings. You know I'm about to send people to the Euro League. <laughs> First up, J.J. Redick just signed a $23 million contract with the 76ers. He broke the bank. They gave him 23 mil. Sixers are a little wild right now for giving a 33-year-old $23 million. I mean, I, I, can, I can understand why he would go there. I mean, he's like, He's hey, going there for the money. I, That's course, it. He's not course. going there for I anything mean, else. Of course. I mean, after you spend all them years in, in, in Lob City, I mean, it ain't didn't work. Yeah. Go after them Your mind as well but, Go after them He signed money. a one year deal So next day He's gonna be a free agent And try to cash in as well yeah, yeah. Like it or love it The deal I like Philly. it I like, like it yeah. I like it for it, them He's it, a good it, fit yeah, for it, it gives him a veteran, pre- a veteran, a veteran presence, presence Veteran presence Allows shooter. him to grow you Got mm-hmm. a shooter You know A one like, year like rental it. One year rental yeah. So it's a lot of rentals Going on Yo you notice that right <laughs> It's a, a lot, lot of rentals A lot of Players is definitely Cashing out They are cashing out People out, people out there, man. If you got kids, put a basketball in their hands. Because <laughs> who knows what the what, what the cap is gonna be when, oh, by the time they get old. Who older. knows? Shout out to Rel, man. Baby Tristan, we putting the ball in his Yo, hands. Yo, put a ball in Tristan's hands. Yo, man, start him off young, man. We're trying to catch him. Tell him out. stop, stop licking these girls out here, man. Putting them. <laughs> Put a basketball in his hand, man. <laughs> Boy, if you don't get... <laughs> Next up, Paul Millsack. Got three years, $90 million. He got 30 mil a year that was, that was, Paul that's, Millsack. That's crazy. I like it or love it? I didn't like it. <laughs> didn't I mean, like it. For him personally, yeah. of course I like it. I mean, by all means, get your bread. Get your but, bread. I mean... I just didn't. Denver, That's what, too much money for Millsap, to be honest. Denver, what are you doing? I don't say I don't know the direction that Denver's going. I don't know, I don't know what the, the, the direction they're trying to go, and they got all these guards. I'm like, what are y'all doing? They have a lot of parts that don't match. Yeah, and the they numbers. have. And the, the crazy thing about it is they got a lot of talent. That's what I'm saying. They have talent on that team. They need team, to start making but they some just big don't moves. Fit. Yeah, they need to get rid of some of those assets and turn them into maybe one big star, one building block. Paul Millsap cashed out on that one. Oh, he did. He cashed out. <laughs> Uh, next up, Steph. Five mils, five years, 200 and mi- 201 mil, the richest contract in NBA history. What you think? T- I'm going to tell you about why I don't like this one. Oh, tell me why. I think that was a little selfish. Of oh, Steph? Yeah. Why you say that? He could have possibly just broke that team up. Mm. He could have broke that team up. I'm right intrigued. There, right? Tell me why. With, with that move. I know where you're going with this. KD. 
came there to win. Mm-hmm. He took less today. And he took less. Mm-hmm. And notice that that I think he signed what a was it a two or three, two or three year. year deal? A two year, a two year deal. Two year fifty two million dollar deal. So he took I think he took eight million dollars less I, than I he should have. Then he could have. I think Steph was being a little greedy. He could have still got his money, but he could have. You know what I'm saying? Steph gets like, a lot of money off the court. Exactly. He's off the court you could have. Well. You, you could have. You, you could have. Fed you up, you Are you fed saying he doesn't teammates. deserve it? I'm not saying he don't deserve it. Okay, now. he okay. definitely he deserves, he deserves it. Yeah, but the direction y'all trying to be. A you mean because in right two, in two years, when in a year I think I believe a year or two when Clay and Draymond Clay have Thompson. Clay Thompson, he's gonna have to opt out. I think honestly, Clay is gone. To yeah, me. I think he's, con- I, his contract that just up? sealed it for me. Yeah, I think Clay is gone. <laughs> He's gonna. So get, you think they're gonna win? They're gonna win at least. They're gonna definitely gonna win another chip. Mm-hmm. Two Look listen Clay, Clay, Clay gonna get his rings Yeah And he's out of there He's gonna, he's gonna I, wanna I, get paid I said before In many previous episodes If I'm Clay I'm out After, after my contract is up I gave you guys a, a great couple of years Out of me We got a few championships here Cause he wants to see success. Where his ceiling is going Yeah why not He's still gonna get this, The max either way And I think that why would not? be that Him leaving was set Was set it off For the, for the fall of So you think KD is there For the long haul I think he's gonna be there for a while. Okay. Long. Him and Steph is gonna be there for a while. Okay, so him and Steph are gonna be there for a while. They're gonna but be the Clay two that they're gonna, gonna have to build around. Yeah, because Clay is leaving. Gotcha. And Draymond might or might not leave. Yeah. I think Draymond, he would be dumb to leave because nobody else, he wouldn't be as uh, he good. Could, he could, I mean, you give him, Paul Millsap just got 30 mil a year. I mean, he's gonna get his money. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna get his money, but I don't feel like Draymond will be as good on any other roster. If he, he doesn't be, have he those shoes. He would be good shoot, on the Spurs. Maybe I feel like Draymond needs those shooters around him to succeed. He's a game. great defender, a great defender. Don't get me wrong, defensive player of the year. But if he didn't have Steph and Clay, if he was playing with a ball dominating point guard like ninety percent of the teams do, he wouldn't have those opportunities to take the ball up the court as he does and kick it out to those dynamic shooters. Other no no other team has those kind of shooters that you can kick it to on a break, and it's. 80% chance that it's going in. No other team has those caliber of shooters. So to me, that takes away a bit of his offensive game because you can leave him open and that might be a brick. He has no post game. He has no moves. You can't get him. You can't run a play for Draymond. The only thing he really gives you on the offensive end is another playmaker. Someone who could get the rebound. He's like a Boris Diaw. Exactly. So to me, he wouldn't work on any other team because they don't have those shooters that the Warriors have at their disposal. I, I, I could see him working in Portland. No, CJ and Dame need fit. that ball in their hands. Draymond with the ball in his hands will be less chances of them two, which makes them less effective. They're most effective on the offensive end rather than the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Right? Got a point there. But let's yeah. not lose sight of the major factor. We'll okay. It's Clay. Okay. I think, I think Steph Curry signing that 200 mil... Deal. I think that kind of messed it up for Clay right okay. there. Okay, I agree with you there. So next up, Kyle Lowry got thirty mil each year. <laughs> Chubbs, Chubbs, that, that bum. You know he had the nerve to write an article in the Players Tribune about him coming back to Toronto. Who cares? Boy, if you don't, get- you bum. Don't nobody care about you going back to Toronto Kyle with your Lowry. mediocre self. I tried to give Kyle Lowry the benefit of the Who doubt. Bum. And he still was messing up this year and stunk it up in the playoffs this year. Bucks for him. Well, what what you always say about uh, uh, Chubbs? What, what he always be doing? 
Decompress? Decompressing? Oh, bum bum got to decompress every play. He's a no-show. He's a bum. Get him out of here. I mean, but he, he did the right move. He stayed he I mean, stayed he, there. He did the right move. It, it's, he's still in the, he's still the, in the playoff mix, exactly. so he can, so, still, he can still redeem himself. They also but. got, got Serge Ibaka for 70, 70 mil three years. I think that was a bad move for him. They basically brought the same cast back, yeah. and they're going to be another second-round exit. They, I think they needed to retool a exactly. little bit. Exactly. They, they could have let Serge walk. Or Chubbs walk, one or the other. Keep DeRozan, you already got him there. And try to retool around DeRozan. Chubbs and DeRozan don't work. Next up. I thought up, he was going to go to Philly, though, to be honest. I know. Um, next up, Jeff Teague. Sound with the T-Wolves. Good I like move. That. I like that move. I, like, I think that's one of my favorite moves. Big, I'm a big Jeff Teague fan. Big move for Tibbs over there in, in T-Wolves. I think he would be a great piece. A good penetrator for that team. I see big things. I see big things out of Jeff Teague. For the Timberwolves as well. I do. Hopefully, Jimmy can stay. They're making major moves. Major moves. But it's either Jimmy or Wiggins is going to leave that team in two years. Yeah. A year or two. One of them is gone. And I have a feeling it might be Wiggins. Might be Wiggins, yeah. Because Wiggins wants to be a star. He wants to show people he. Definitely. I think Wiggins will. This is the nail in the coffin for Wiggins for me. So next up, Drew Holiday got five years and $126 million. That was crazy. Oh, and I, but you know what? I like Drew Holiday. Though. I like Drew Holiday. I don't like him a t- 126 million dollars worth. Was a, that's a little too much. I don't but like, like him I that said, much. Man, players is cashing out in these days. Oh man! And now, now that uh, uh, the Pelicans, that's too much money yeah, to they, invest they, in yeah. him without making your roster better. I think they messed it up for they for, overpaid for what they got. They man. overpaid. Where you see? And if, if I was Anthony Davis, I would want out. Oh, I'm out of there if I'm AD. I'm not clearly they're not extension. trying. They're not trying to help you out, brother. Exactly. They gave you all that money, yes, but they're not. They're AD. not doing anything for you. The best thing for your career would be to leave. Because I'm saying right leave, now, man. Cousins is out of there. It's a disaster. Cousins is cousins out of there. I think he he'll be strongly looking at the LA Lakers. The Lakers. Demar- Demarcus Cousins. I would like for him to go to Washington. That would be oh Washington. That was my second. Because you my know second him choice. and John Wall. Oh, that would be amazing. Got history. That would be his smartest choice to go to Washington. That's the smartest go, choice. Go man. to the East right now. Go dominate <laughs> the East. You'll play with John Wall. You'll be a little bit more under control. Man, I would love for that to happen. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. So Cousins, I wish you would go to Washington. What do you think going Hayward is signing? Man. I want him to go to I Boston. I want him to go to Boston. I want him in Boston. I really want him to go to Boston. I want him in Boston. I hope I hope I he think, does. I think he's going to go to Boston. Oh, but you know what? He might go to Miami. I don't like Miami for him. You know they, they're good at pitching. I don't pitching. feel like they're, they're great at pitching, but they're not a good That's enough rock. If I'm, if I'm Gordon Hayward, That's not, not the smartest talent. move. Yeah, there's not enough talent Definitely on that roster move. for me to sign there. Not at all. So to, if I'm boss, I'm, if I'm Gordon Hayward, I'm going to Boston. But you know what? I could put them I over think, the top. I think he would go to Boston because he he just got a feel for the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. He's Wouldn't hungry you want to go mode. to the East now? You'll be in the playoffs mode. every year. He's he got to the second mode. round. He got a nice taste of playoff success. Won a game seven. Go to Boston. Help them out over there. I think that would be great for Gordon. And if listen, if the Celtics don't get anything this offseason, mm, fail. That's a L. That's All a major those L. draft picks and assets you holding on. Danny Ainge. What, what are you, you doing? Nah, I, I can't count him out, man, because he's a he's another mastermind. <laughs> but he hasn't done anything yet. All, I, all of those I need something I, I think he's being patient I like right the now. Celtics A little too patient They could've got Paul George They could've They could've They could've got Jimmy Butler Draft night Jimmy Butler was on a platter They said To the Celtics And they said no Because they didn't want to include Jay Crowder I'm like Come on Danny I would've Danny. gave him up Give him up That's a star you're getting Who could potentially sign Resign with you in the future 
And make Al, it more attractive. And make market. it more attractive. Isaiah Thomas, Jimmy Butler, and Hal Hoffa. That's a nice three-man rotation. With Jalen Brown, with Avery Bradley, with Marcus Smart. That's a nice rotation. Very nice. Come Tatum. on. Tatum. Tatum. That's a nice rotation, man. Come on. Messing up, you fucking up right there, man. So well, I think I think Gordon Hayward will probably end up. In, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in uh, in Boston. I hope so. I, I hope so. Hope we'll so. see because this decision is about to come in like this, the next the east, day or two. The, the East, man. I need some things to happen. I need some shakeups in the East right now. Yes, definitely. Other than GM uh, prep basketball president, yeah, that All Star game out. is not gonna be looking good, man. <laughs> All Star sp- All Star spots gonna be tough in the West oh, and man. easy to come by in the East. Easy. So now let's get to. The crossover segment. Not a game. You know, not favorite. a game. Not a game. I'm talking about practice. My favorite segment. Talking about practice. Team Ekman. <laughs> <laughs> you know we was arguing. You know oh. me. I was in my bag last night. Oh my god. We was at a barbecue oh, last man. night. Dominique was arguing <laughs> Team Mac to the death, man. He needed to headbutt a knife last night. That was too much T-Mac. Listen, T-Mac-y, guys, man. man. T-Mac, before KD, it was T-Mac, man. <laughs> T-Mac, man. I'm, thankfully, I'm not giving you anything for T-Mac <laughs> in this crossover segment because I'll never win that battle. Oh, man. Man, so for my new Above the Rim listeners, the crossover segment, I'll be throwing out player comparisons. My guests acts as a GM, and they tell me who they would take out of the two in their prime. My guest doesn't know these choices, so it's all... Predictions all out of his gut. So in their primes, just one I'm going this evening. Who are you taking out of the two in their prime? You taking a prime B Diddy, Baron Davis, mm. or a prime John Wall? Mm. I'ma give you the career stats. I'ma give you the career stats. Baron Davis, career stats, 16 points per game, three rebounds, seven assists, one steal. 40% from the floor, two-time All-Star, two-time steals leader. John Wall, 19 a game, four rebounds, nine assists, one and a half steal, 43% from the floor, four-time All-Star. Q, who are you taking in their prime? Put your GM hat on. You got a prime B Diddy, and you got a prime John Wall on the table. It's a tough one. It's tough. But I know who I'm going with. I'm gonna go with B Diddy. Ooh! I'm gonna tell, tell you. I'm gonna tell, tell me why. why. Tell me why. Interesting. The both of them are good at running the fast break. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell you where B Diddy has John Wall okay. in their all-around game. Okay. B Diddy got post game. Mmm. B Diddy can post you up. Excellent he can, point. He can. He can kill you. A number of ways. He was bodying those little guards. He was bodying them little guards. He definitely was. Eating them up. He could get people involved just, just like John Wall can get yeah. people involved. Yeah. And I think B. Diddy is more clutch than John Wall. Oh, I forgot about that. Excellent point. The clutch factor. You know I like clutch. <laughs> Me too. Clutch factor. We all see what he did to Dallas Mavericks. Clutch factor. Wow. You know, you know, Dom, Q. Kind of messed you up. You there, messed huh? me up, honestly. <laughs> I got you. Honestly, <laughs> didn't take into account the clutch factor because right now in my sheet I had John Wall. I was choosing because I feel like John Wall was a better two-way player than Baron Davis. I feel like he's a better on-ball defender. He's a better. Um, Baron Davis was sneaky too, though. He was sneaky. He, he was a two-time steals too. leader, as I did say. He did lead the league in steals twice, so he was no slouch on the defensive he wasn't end. Wasn't no slouch, definitely. But damn, 
This is a tough one, man. Honestly, honestly, I'm still giving it to John Wall because I think John Wall might have been a better score. Damn, I can't even call him a better can't scorer. Say that. <laughs> I can't can score with the best say of them. John Wall was a better <laughs> scorer. Okay, I think he was a better facilitator though than B. Diddy. I'm going to give him that. I say he is because John Wall, the jury's still out on him. We don't know if he still can make his teammates yeah, better. He's, he's still elevating he's his He's still game. elevating yeah. his game. But for right now, I think I'm going to take the athleticism of John Wall over B. Diddy. Even though B. Diddy could yam on you yeah, in his heyday. He definitely could. You know, he got a few bodies but under I, his yeah, belt. Yeah, but I think John Jermaine Wall O'Neal's one of them. Oh, man, plenty. <laughs> plenty. But I think I'm going to take the durability of John Wall. I'm going to take his playmaking skills. They're both excellent scorers. And I think John Wall, honestly, is a little bit more dynamic than Baron Davis. I would agree. I agree. A little bit more dynamic. I, I feel agree. like his ceiling is higher than a Baron Davis ceiling would be. Oh, so I'm yeah, going to give him yeah, the I nod agree, yeah. of that alone. If I'm a GM... Because we still have... I don't think we've seen the best of John Wall yet. Yeah, but think about what if Baron Davis glimpse. didn't get injured. How... Exactly. That's why I said their ceiling could go either Just way. Just like what I was talking about T Mac last yeah. night, you know? Well, you know. A high ceiling, though. T Mac got a ceiling. So you got Baron Davis. I got Baron Davis. It's a very tight one. I'm not going to lie. That was, that's a nice one. That I was like very, that one. That was a very tight one. That was very tight. I yes. like that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with John Wall just because I'm not going to switch up. <laughs> that's I messed a tough you up one, right man. there. Yeah, bro. The more I thought about it, the more I made the case for Baron Davis. But you honestly could go either way. So I'm going to give it to John Wall. You got B. Diddy. I got B. Diddy, man. I hear you, man. I hear you, man. So this season is going to be, this offseason is oh, going to be crazy. I'm very, I'm very excited about this offseason, man. Oh, man. It's a I'm, lot of dominoes falling. A lot of dominoes falling, man. I'm hyped for next season. Very. Next season going to be you, even more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Cause, I mean, when, when, once KD made that move to, to the Warriors, right after the playoffs happened, it was like, oh. Yeah. Now we gotta wait all oh, this yeah, time. To it get was no excitement. Rematch. We already knew what was gonna happen. Exactly. Now we got some intrigue. Now we got some excitement. And let's hope. Listen, Melo, come on home. Melo, man. Go to the Rockets. Melo, get out of there, please. Stop being stubborn, man. Stop being stubborn and La, get out of there. I don't want Apple. you no more. Come on, man. <laughs> get your lady back and head to Houston. No state tax. Get that cash, baby. Go get that Houston, cash. Oh, go, go play with Bron. He wants to go to the Cavs. I know. It'll, it'll be nice on the Cavs, but I would like him on Houston, to be honest. I really like I him on Houston. I think James Dolan is going gonna, is gonna to mess things up again, though. Yeah. He's not going to want to let him go. I know. I know. But now now <laughs> he's messed up now. Melo, force your way out. Force he should have left out. when Phil was he wanted to left. give him up. Exactly. It's so, going to be tough for him to leave now. It is. But I think I, it said they still want to trade him, so I believe he will be gone. I believe he will be gone. I by, hope by so, next man. Because I, I feel bad for Melo, man. Yeah, he's got to go. We got. I might have a whole Knicks episode coming up oh, soon. Oh man, we gonna need one of those. It's too much drama. I need the dust to settle. The Knicks. See man. what the Knicks do this off season. Knicks fans, I don't know what to tell y'all, man. The stink of Nick. Y'all might not never see them prosper <laughs> in your lifetime. Boy, if you don't get <laughs> never prosper. All your kids' lifetime. Exactly. So, yo, crew, Q. Appreciate you coming through, my brother, Thanks. once again. Thanks for having me, man. You know, always a friend of the show, my brother. It's like my second home here. Second home. You know what, brother, is your second home, man. <laughs> a big-time friend of the show. So, Q, thank you for joining me once again for episode 22 of Above the Rim. Appreciate you. So, that's episode 22. Oh, before you, before you go, this yeah. beat, by the way. <clears throat> Excellent Shouts beat. out for this beat. Excellent beat. <laughs> Shouts out to Yannick, Money Gold. Man. Trackhouse Studios, make sure y'all find it for all your production work. At Muddy Gold, M-U-D-D-I Gold, Trackhouse Studios. That's episode 22, and we out.